what's the difference between a welcome series and a funnel? How many emails should you send before you pitch stuff? What do you actually say if you've got nothing to sell? And what's it like waking up with you? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of kateanddoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. And just as a friendly reminder, two friendly reminders in case we are just meeting. One, if you have not signed up for the Little List Big Profits webinar, make sure you go ahead and do so where you are going to learn how to sell to a list, even if it's teeny tiny, and you've got no testimonials just by treating people like people. Go figure. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class. There's a link in the show notes. And the second thing is do not forget to leave that reading review over here on iTunes. So that way we can go ahead and potentially draw your name for a $25 Amazon gift card. We do that every single month out of the pools of the reviews. So the earlier you get them in, the more chances you have to win. And if you guys listened, we are going to start actually reading some more reviews on the air because I really love it when people do that. And I just always forget because as a lot of you guys know, if you're a longtime listeners of the show, I actually try to batch my content, meaning I record a lot of episodes all at once or over the like a couple of days. And you can listen to episode number 71, how to create content like a champ to hear a little bit more about that system. So sometimes I'm so far ahead that like the month hasn't started. So like I haven't actually drawn anyone's name and it's not really that fair because we tend to do them, like I said, probably towards the beginning of the month. Okay. So this week's episode, guys, is a solo show. I know we've had some amazing interviews. We had Karma on talking about Snapchat and Instagram stories. We had Mike last week talk all about SEO. And guys, his course is open right now, Stupid Simple SEO. So head over to katedoster.com forward slash SEO if you want to get that Google juice right, guys. But this week, I figured, especially since we're getting a lot of new listeners, let's go ahead and do an Ask Me Anything. So if you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash ask, or if you've asked me something in the free Facebook group, or if you've sent me an email, I usually compile all of these. And every once in a while, I try to just rapid fire answer all of them. And I do get some personal questions as well. So we're going to tackle some more businessy stuff first, and then a little bit more about me, my morning routine. Somebody asked if I had finally landed a speaking gig, which we'll talk about, and all of that juicy goodness. And next week, we have Kate on from the Simple Pin Podcast. Such a great interview. I could talk to her for like a million more hours. She's just so fantastic. So let's go ahead and start with a question that we actually got in the Facebook group recently, katedoster.com forward slash group for the free one. And that is, what's the difference between a welcome series and a funnel? And this is a really great question. So a welcome series is more like, you know, you're having a house party and you're kind of just like showing everyone around, like, you know, here's a living room, here's a bathroom, this is where you get snacks. So this is where you're sort of showing off your expertise. Maybe you have a couple of blog posts, maybe you're asking us some questions and you can sort of casually mention things if you want to, you know, like an ebook, maybe you do two emails about like an ebook that you have for, you know, 40-ish dollars, something like that. But it's a little bit more cash, whereas the sales funnel is laser focused on getting them to one place. Sure, at the beginning, the emails might be a little bit more info based and might be showing people your value. 
But towards the end, your goal is to get people the best help that you can give them, and that is with your product. So that's when you're sending your frequently asked questions, where you are busting assumptions that people have about their success, where you're sharing testimonials and shout outs and all that other stuff, okay? So there's a way that you can bake the two in together. And I say especially like if you have something like an auto webinar funnel, which we will do an episode on an auto webinar because you guys have asked for it and it was just too much to contain in this ask me anything sort of scenario. Having more of a general welcome series to put people in after they go through your funnel is a really, really smart thing because maybe they just weren't interested, whether they bought or not. Maybe they don't even know that you have a podcast or YouTube channel or other things that you blog about. So I love welcome series. And of course, welcome series, guys, are a set of automated messages that people get after they get your freebie. The other question that I got about welcome series, we had a lot of welcome series questions, was do you need a welcome series after you do like a five-day challenge or a mini course, like if you have a multiple day freebie. And the truth is, depending on how many days it is, maybe if you're doing a five day challenge and you're pitching a product at the end, you probably don't necessarily need a welcome series. But if it's say just like a three day video course, and especially if it's not leading towards a product at the end, I say, yeah, go ahead and have a welcome series. Why not? I call them bridge series and love your list. Why not, you know, make sure that everyone knows about all of your juicy goodness and you really cement yourself as people's favorites. So this one, I feel like we've answered on the show before and we might have so longtime listeners who might be like, but I've heard you say this before. People keep asking. How many value emails do you need to send before you can pitch something? Uh, none. I pitch stuff on my thank you page. I pitch stuff in my welcome email. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you are coming at sales as a way to help. If I'm just like, oh my goodness, email marketing fairy is the best ever and you need to get it. Like that would be a problem. But if I'm like, look, if you're struggling with this and you know you've got some personality and you just wish that you had a little bit of a head up, here is the email marketing fairy. Now, I'm hitting you hard with all these testimonials and all this other stuff. Probably not like the first or two emails, but you can sell for anything. It's when you just pop into someone's inbox and you're just exclamation point slapping and talk about how amazing you are every single day and you're repeating yourself. That's what people hate. Okay. You can literally pitch in every single email you have, because the truth is, is that even if you're not asking for money and that's really what pitching is, I realize we haven't defined that. You're still asking people to reply back or to click on a link or to share something out on Pinterest. Okay. So you're asking for a sale because you're asking for someone's attention to do stuff. It's just a matter of, are you asking for money? But when you repeat yourself, it's going to get annoying. But when you can think of your person, what yeah buts they're going to have. Again, Sir Mix-a-Lot principle for the win again, you can sell in every email. And like, why wouldn't you? You didn't create stuff and you don't suggest things that you don't know are going to help people, right? So just start selling people. Alrighty, what if you don't have anything to sell? What should you be sending your list? This is an amazing question. We actually did a Facebook Live all about this over in my free Facebook group, the Super Friends Secret Entrepreneurial Layer, katedoster.com forward slash group. That way you can go ahead and get in there. And basically what you're going to be sending to your list, if you have nothing to sell, we need to actually think about your monetization strategy. So I, that's just the fancy word for how do you make money? So I don't help people that are like hobby bloggers and like, they're just like, yeah, whatever, like my people have a mission. So if you've got nothing to sell, it can either be because you're in between launches. So you're like, well, what do I do? Well, again, send your podcast, send your Facebook lives, actually answer some questions that you've been getting from your audience. Maybe you want to talk about something else for a change that's going to sort of help them in the spectrum. Send them those quick tips, talk about weather, share personal stories and struggles and behind the scenes. 
Those are all amazing things that you can send in between launches. Now, if you don't have anything to sell, you do because you're selling yourself. And I've said this a million times, you want to sell yourself as an expertise or at least somebody that deserves to be in their inbox. So while I wouldn't say every single week, send a link that just goes to a blog post, maybe you're going to do that a couple of times. Maybe you're going to give them a quick tip they can't get anywhere else. Maybe you're just going to share a story. There's a million different things that you can send. Now, if your way to make money is actually to get traffic, then I'm you know, pretty sure that say if you send four emails a month, that three of them probably are going to land on another blog post. But I'm going to encourage you for that fourth one, just to keep their experience in the inbox. Maybe ask them what they want to see over in your blog. Maybe, you know, is there anyone that they want to partner with? Ask them some questions. Not everyone is going to reply back, but everyone who does make them feel super special for spending the time on doing it. Okay. So there's so many things. And if you want like a more like concrete sort of laid out plan, because just like, Kate, like I get that, but that's just too wide of a net. Head on over to katedoster.com forward slash two years. Oh my goodness, guys, I gotta talk about this. Um, to get my two years worth of strategically planned out weekly newsletter. So it's basically what you are going to send every single week. So essentially it is what, 104 email prompts? Uh, yeah, okay. So the reason I wanted to get on my tangent, I was debating about including this as I was thinking in my head. I literally sold, saw somebody trying to sell the same exact thing as this two years worth of email ideas that are planned out for $37. I think she threw in like one video. I'd gotten targeted with it for a Facebook ad because I talk about email marketing. So Facebook's like, she loves email marketing stuff. I could not believe it. I almost fell over. I'm like, everyone who is getting this is getting so ripped off. So katedollister.com forward slash two years. We break it down by month and by week. And that'll help you out. You can always mix up the weeks if you want to. So can I reuse emails? So this one actually came up when I was talking with one of my students about launch emails. And it actually already came up with somebody who was like, they're asking about a newsletter. They're like, I don't know like what I want to write. Or they had written a really good one. But they wanted to know is can they say the same things in their emails? If I walked over to her laptop, how many tabs are I see open? One, two, 27. And let's be real, you're probably listening to this podcast with one earbud in and you're driving or doing the dishes, but secretly you're mapping out your next new course, which will definitely propel you to six figures and beyond. Unlike those eight other half-finished stinker courses that are just clogging up your hard drive on your computer, those things are going nowhere. But then you remember you haven't actually done a blog post in like two months. So you should probably do that. But your traffic's like five. So that really doesn't matter that much, especially since you're now getting the red arrow of death from your Facebook business page. So clearly you now need to do a live, but you've got to clean up the house and make sure that the kids aren't around and get that done. So then maybe you'll go back to the course, but then I don't know about the blog post, but like it's really going to be that effective. And then you just get so frazzled and so overwhelmed. They just like screw it. I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. Hashtag Team Jess forever. The problem is that you're trying to run your business from a pretty notebook that you got from Target that you've lost and the scrap pieces of paper that you now use to kind of make up for it, which have a never a need to do list that never gets done because you're so scattered. What you need is a simple system that was created for somebody like you, an uber passionate, super scattered, shiny object prone, creative entrepreneur with a passion for business, but organizations not really your strong point, created by somebody who actually gets it, the most anti-type A personality that there is, me. What you need is trailing for traffic. Trailing for traffic is literally your business in a box. 
See, I like that pretty notebook that we still can't find. Trello for Traffic actually comes with boards and workflows that you can use to run your business. I'm talking about breaking down everything into the nitty gritty smallest parts so nothing slips through the cracks. Everything from what you need to do when with a mega launch to how to use Pinterest without actually having to pay for a scheduler. And of course, my favorite, how to plan out your quarter, week, and day. Because if I'm looking at everything in my week, I'm going to skip around. That's why my day board is my favorite. Now to get your hands on all of these 22 boards and 15 workflows, which have been called life-changing by not one, but several of the 100 students that invested in this course the first three days it was open. Craziness, right? Head on over to trellingfortraffic.com. That's trellingfortraffic.com. And guys, I didn't even tell you the best part. It's only 24 bucks. Isn't your sanity worth 24 bucks? Especially when I'll give you that recognition and revenue that your business deserves. So head on over to trellingfortraffic.com right now. And if you guys are longtime listeners of the show, well, I always do try to have fresh spins and takes like, You've heard from me a lot of times that you're always selling in every email to be somebody's favorite, okay? We've talked about open rates a million times, and we'll go ahead and I'll drop some links in the show notes. I think we have the secret way to propel your open rates, and we might have an actual one about subject lines. You're going to have to repeat yourself, especially if you've decided that the way that you want to have ongoing nurturing for your list, so that's like, what do you do, is if you want to send them real-time emails every single week, you are going to have to repeat stuff because people who sign up in February are never going to know all the amazing stuff that you said in December or in August of the year prior. So go ahead. You can recycle your emails. A lot of people honestly love hearing stuff twice where I wouldn't sort of reuse the same emails is say you send like, we'll just use value email, even though I hate that term. Say that you send like a quick tip of like, hey, include a click to tweet in your articles. And then like literally two weeks later, you're like, hey, have click to tweets in your articles. That's stuff that you don't want to hear. But if they're far enough apart and they're different or they have a different spin, go ahead. I'll be completely honest with you. I really use probably all of my launch emails, um, the basic structure. I'll go in. I'll change some stories. If I had some more insights, I'll put them in there. But for the most part, yeah, I totally reuse emails and people love hearing stuff more than once. So it's totally okay. I would make sure though, if you're say sending out a repeat newsletter, which honestly, I think I'm going to go through some of my old newsletters <laughs> after we're done talking to this and be like, Ooh, that's a good one. Then just make sure that anything that's date specific, you take out. So like I had an email a while back about how I'm like the only parent <laughs> besides my husband who at the water park with my kids is actually in the water having fun and all the rest are just ignoring their kids on their phones. And that was a really great email because it's kind of like how people are afraid to sell to their list because they don't want to be embarrassed or like, you know, they just get all weird about it when they don't need to be. Okay. So reuse your emails. That is fine. Just don't say the same thing over and over again. The next one that I got and was, can you resend the same emails? So I, it wasn't reused. I think for resend, what they're asking about is, with basically every email service provider, some makes this easier than others. And people asked me what my favorite email service provider is. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Is if people don't open my emails, can I hit like resend? So that's basically what it is where you can be like, okay, if somebody doesn't open my email in three or four days, can I just resend it? I have to be honest with you. I know some people that do this every single week and that's fine if that's the way you want to roll. I don't. I only do resend to people who haven't opened if it's something like super important. So if it's like a webinar invite, if I'm doing a challenge, 
Um, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we had a double dog dare to send your list a PDF. I made my list a PDF and I definitely had it resend to the people who didn't open because it was super important. It was helping people get their Black Friday thing. So I had my email service provider go ahead and resend it to everyone I think who didn't open. And I think I gave people like four days because I feel like four days later, like your email is so buried, it's never going to get seen. No one's going to get that far down. They're just going to say, screw it and just like go ahead. But I say do it. You will definitely get more people opening when you do it that way. And oh my goodness, guys, as I'm looking at the list of questions that I wanted to tackle, I'm like, we're going to be here for like an hour. No one wants to hang out with me for an hour. They've got to have a life. So we'll definitely have a part two of Ask Me Anything. However, I would love, 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 guys, if you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash ask, and you can actually leave me an audio message. So one of our most popular downloads from the year was actually how can you get email subscribers from Facebook Live? And that was actually a question that somebody asked. So if you have a question, I would love for you to do that. And you'll probably get your own dedicated solo show episode. I tried to pick ones that I'd been getting a lot that I felt like I could sort of congeal down. So, you know, we'll answer. We'll do probably about four or five more of the questions that I have. And all the ones that I don't get to this time, we'll do another one in the future. So next question is... Do I have to niche down? So in particular, this was an email that I had gotten and it was about, um, you know, should she go with single moms versus actual just moms in general? I think that moms in general, I honestly told her I thought she should like really narrow down to single moms because it is going to be something that she could be more passionate about speaking. She could talk a little bit more about their struggles and their turmoil and what's going on. But she was really afraid of ostracizing other moms in general. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to a gut call. But like, who really lights you up? Who sparks your fire? And don't worry about everyone else. Again, just because you're going broad doesn't mean that you're going to have more traffic. In all honesty, what would happen if you did niche down and you did say serve single mothers better? Other single mothers would tell everyone, oh my goodness, you need to follow X and X because she caters just to us. So it'd actually be easier to get a lot more traction, as odd as that sounds. So go ahead and do so. I myself am always sort of finessing it. Uh, as you know, usually sometimes we talk about course creators and coaches. We sort of done away with freelancers. I'm getting a lot of questions about product creators. So my makers, we're going to have a special Ask Me Anything episode for you guys since it's not normally who I talk about. But honestly, guys, the more and more I've been in this, and especially this year, it, digital product creators are where it's at. Um, usually it's people that want to add coaching on top of that as opposed to the other way around. Those are my peoples. So let's go ahead now that we've talked about that. Another one was a tool recommendation. How can I sell my course or ebook for free? Oh my goodness, I could get in such a rancy pants about this. So I will give you some suggestions. And actually, guys, in a couple of weeks, right before Black Friday, the Wednesday episode, I'm going to tell you all of my favorite things that I bought, all my favorite investments. So that way, if anyone is running any deals, you can definitely do this. My problem with going with something for free, like technically you could set up a PayPal button, which isn't free because PayPal is going to charge you a fee when they collect your money. It's, oh my goodness, guys, biggest expense ever. We're going to talk about those in a second. It's janky. And I really honestly, truly believe that when you put a skin in the game, even if it's a tiny bit, you will sell more. So there are services if you're going to be selling things like eBooks or printables, you can use something like PayHip. PayHip will take a smallish percentage every time you make a sale, but you can use something like 
DDP digital product delivery, uh, katedoster.com forward slash get DDP. And for $10 a month, you can send as many as you want. Same thing with send owl. Um, the send owl, if you upgrade to the $15 a month plan, I think you can have affiliates, but with get DDP for $10, you can have affiliates. It's just worth it. It is just worth it. Do not jerry rig it. If you're doing anything video related, then I would suggest that you look into, you know, kind of the big three, the Teachable, the Thinkific. I love Podia. Podia does not have a free plan, guys, but its $40 a month plan is the most robust out of all of the other course platforms. And honestly, guys, when it comes to this stuff, just pick one and deal with it. Just pick one and deal with it. The next question that we have is actually what I use, and we're actually switching over to Podia. And I'll tell you why we're switching over to Podia in a second, but really like, don't waste your time on this because you will sell more. And you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm paying, you know, $30 a month for Podia and I'm not making any sales or I'm barely making enough to cover this. Now you're actually going to promote your digital product more. Now you're actually going to be talking about it on Instagram, in your emails, making sure everyone and their mother and cousin knows that you can help them. And you happen to have this product that's going to do it. Okay. So that is my ranty pants. Again, I've definitely met a bootstrapper. I do not think that you need to be getting the plans that are $79 a month or $99 a month. That's why I said, that's why I love Podia. The only thing that I wish it's $40 a month plan did for most people is have affiliates. They don't have that one, unfortunately. So if that's something that you're really looking forward to, maybe something like a Thinkific or a Teachable would be a little bit better, but I have links down in the show notes. So now we're going to talk a little bit about myself and a businessy related stuff as well. So the first one is how do you host your courses? So currently at the time of this recording, we have everything in what I call the vault. The vault is what's called a self-hosted course platform, meaning it's on WordPress. I use SiteGround for my hosting, but the plugin that you need to sort of block the content I use is Access Ally. So I am switching away from Access Ally. No shade to them because I really like Natalie and the team. It was a hassle, a hassle. Because with Active Campaign, excuse me, with Access Ally, you have to create every unique page. So if I wanted to just add a video, say in the middle of module two for Love Your List, not only do I have to add that page, now I need to update all of the menus. I could never get it the way that I like. With Access Ally, they don't host any of your content for you. So I had to have a video hosting provider, which midway through the year decided it was too cool to like work all the time. So then I had issues with people not being able to see their videos and it just wasn't a good UI. And it just, it was, no, I used Divi. People did like the way that some of the things looked um, with Access Ally. One of their big selling points is you can like gray out icons, but I feel like it was definitely not worth the hassle we are on a mission to help a million people's lives get better. And I'm not just saying like, I want to sell a million copies of Love Your List because that would be awesome. But it is the trickle down effect. It is when somebody tells me that they have already pre-sold eight spots into their marriage counseling course. And I'm going to start crying. And to think that she helped save eight other people's marriages just because I was a small part in making her feel confident about putting that offer out there. And now like those kids' lives are going to be better and the wife's lives are going to be better and the husband's lives. And it's just like, it makes me want to cry. So like that is my mission. Okay. Like hardcore. Now, now you got all the behind the scenes and <laughs> ask me anything. And it's like, I needed systems that were not going to break, that we're not going to break. And Podia, that's who we're switching to. We're in the process of it right now. We'll probably have a besties chat about it later on. It will not break. It hosts all the videos. It hosts all the content. They've been trying to migrate stuff over. We've had some snafus, but <laughs> we'll talk about that in my migration episode. Like, 
you can't break it. You can't break it. This year for myself, the end of this year, all of 2020 is just to simplify and amplify. So I'm going for simple built in one systems. And that's just why we're switching to Podia. Remember we had an issue with the back to business bundle when I upgraded my hosting for the traffic and for my course platform and none of the domains worked. So again, some people did not have access to stuff they paid for for four days. I don't have to deal with that. Like, it's not going to be on me. I don't think Podia is going to go down. And if they do, it'd be like a couple of hours. Okay. So I'm switching from Access Alley to Podia, but I have referral links for all of them if you want. So katedonhoster.com forward slash Podia for a two-week trial. Spoiler alert. I'm going to see if I can try to get us a longer one. I haven't yet. So just go ahead, take your two-free-week trial, play around with it. If you have any of my courses, you've kind of seen it, but I just, I really like the company and their values. And Access Ally, if you do not mind self-hosting. Now, something like Access Ally, you can either pay for it per month or annually. I usually just did annually. And they don't take any money when you make the course, but it costs like 600 bucks for a plugin I was only using half of. It was just not smart. <laughs> it was not, not smart by anyone, by UX or by money-wise. So that answers that question. Let's go ahead. I'm going to, like I said, we actually have a lot of these. So I'm going to try to really narrow it down. Oh, this one. I did mention we're going to talk about this one in the intro. So what is my morning routine like? Somebody asked me that. Um, <laughs> I don't really have one or, okay, it fluctuates. All right. So Mondays, I have a Monday morning routine, if that makes any sense. I don't necessarily do it the rest of the week, but Mondays, this is like, it just happens. Everyone knows it. So Monday mornings, our kids get up. Usually they get me up around seven. Sometimes I try to get up at five. Sometimes I try to get up at six. It just, you know, it fluctuates. But we get up with the kids and we help them have breakfast. Luckily for me, my kids are morning birds and they love school. So it's just like the best of both worlds. So they're usually off to school by about nine. So that two hours is just usually family time. From then, I'll go on, on Mondays. I'll head to the gym. I'll work out. That's usually about an hour. And then I will go to Starbucks. I will get, usually it's a grande, because obviously you guys need to know, a grande um, iced like cloud thing. And I was not even remembering the words. I order ahead on the Starbucks app. That is a hot tip. If you go to Starbucks, you need the app and you need to order when you get in your car. It is the best thing ever. I do not wait in line anymore. It's the best. Okay. And then I will sit down and I'll journal. I'll do a lot of mindset work, anything that's come up, any type of planning, any type of tasks. And then the rest of Monday, I really sort of strategize and design, as I call it from clockworking, my whole rest of my week. And then I'll meet with my team on Monday mornings and that's it. For other mornings, again, the kid stuff is always the same. And then I'll usually come down. Sometimes I'll journal. Sometimes I will watch YouTube, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll do tarot. Sometimes I'll journal. It sort of fluctuates and it really just depends on what I'm doing that day. So I don't really have a set morning routine just Monday. I am been trying to work into going to the gym more and I actually have my free weights out at home. So I've been trying to work in a lot more movement first thing in the day because I realize if I try to keep it towards the end of the day, it does not work. All right. And let's just do one more question. I know that we said we do a couple, but I feel like this episode's going really long. And guys, I have so many more. So we'll definitely do another one. And that is how much does it cost to run your business every month? So basically, what are my expenses like? So this has changed a lot even just over this year and where we're at with our business. Again, you heard me cry about our goal of a million people. So the biggest expense, bar none, if you're not including myself or taxes. Oh my goodness. Taxes. They're like a gajillion dollars, but we're working on that with the good old account. So taxes is big. 
Another thing to look at is Stripe and PayPal fees. I feel like people forget about that, but that's where a huge chunk goes because they're like, oh, it's only a couple of percentages here and there. But at the end of the year, I'm like, oh my goodness, I gave them how much? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to pay my taxes and I'm excited to pay PayPal, but still. So there are those things. So I try to set aside money every month for taxes. We pay them uh, the quarterly estimate. But other than taxes and fees, the biggest thing is my team. I have all contractors. Nobody is an employee. So I have the one that's most expensive is the podcast editor. She also creates the show notes and the social media graphics. Then I have what I call my work wife. So that's Abby. If you guys have ever reached out to smile squad at katedollister.com, might have talked to Abby. She's fantastic. She just, just brought her on. I think it was in August. And now I'm like, I love you, Abby. Never leave me. And then we also have someone in the Philippines. And she handles a lot of Pinterest stuff. I actually create the Pinterest strategy and she just sort of implements everything. Um, although if, when you guys listen to the episode that I did with Kate next week, you realize oh, I was doing it wrong. So yeah, there's that. Um, then, you know, I have active campaign. I'll be honest with you. We're switching over to ConvertKit and I'll probably do a whole nother episode about why we're switching our infrastructure and the whole process and what we're doing to migrate over. So I have active campaign that comes out every month. My hosting, I bought like the three-year plan. So I think that's coming up due in March. I have like little things, but I can get rid of a lot of it with Podia. So like I paid for Podia. I like paying a year at a time because I can. I realize not everyone's in that situation. But now we've got Podia instead. Um, Thrivecart, I don't pay for it every month. I paid for it once like two years ago. It was a really great investment. Spoiler alert, you'll hear about that on Black Friday. Um... Yeah, like we don't have too, too many expenses. You know, occasionally I'll buy some software off of AppSumo, but like I have Trello Golds, but I pay for that all year. We have Loom, but I pay for that all year. Um, Loom, you can actually have the free plan. I just made so much money from Loom. Honestly, I felt bad for them. So <laughs> I went ahead and did that. Oh, the other biggest expense that I have, and it's not really an expense, but it's paying out affiliates. Um, that's probably the next one. I have one affiliate in particular for Love Your List. And uh, she's like one of my favorite things, but I do try to pay my affiliates pretty well. And yeah, that's pretty much about it for like um, this. Oh, and oh, I almost forgot Google. So I use G Suite and my Gmail that comes out to be like 20 ish dollars with what I have. I'm literally looking. Oh, I have uh, QuickBooks for mine. We might be switching over to FreshBooks. I haven't decided. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much about it. I'm literally just looking. All these are just like. Paying on affiliates, affiliates. In order to be an affiliate for any of my things, you have to buy the thing you're an affiliate for, for the record. Um, cause some people had actually asked. Um, spend money every month on, I like to send mugs to people who buy Love Your List in full. So that depending, cause I ship internationally. So I'm looking right now, um, sometimes with shipping, it'll cost like $16. Other people, it costs close to 27. It just depends where it goes and if it has to go into customs. But yeah, that's about it. I don't really spend anything too fancy, to be honest with you. We have Tailwind, but I pay for that via the year. And we're working on a new strategy for that to see if it's done. But um, definitely now, as I'm chatting with you guys after this episode, I'm going to go look at all my little purchases and do that. Um, I kind of do that every quarter to make sure that I'm not paying more than I have to. Oh, and yeah, I have the free version of, no, I pay for Zoom every month as well. I think that's $14 because I have office hours. So guys, that is the end of this episode. I honestly felt like it went a little long, but you guys have so many questions and we have so many more to actually answer. So we'll definitely have another one of these. Again, if you want 
your question to be featured by itself as its own standalone episode, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash ask and go ahead. And I will see you guys next week for your next Double Dog Dare.